First and foremost. First and foremost. Um, and what I'd love for my birthday is for you to donate to um, reunite immigrant children with their families. Yes. So our goal with this episode is we're going to try to do it unedited because, as you know, we record in clusters <laughs> and we release them week by week, but we thought it'd be kind of cool to record an episode and release it tonight or tomorrow night and talk, make it more topical. Talk yeah. about things that are going on right now. We don't get to do that very often because no. of the way we record. So we're going to try. That's our goal for this episode. To yeah. try to do as littling to know editing when was as possible. the last time we... Which... <laughs> that's fucking high hopes. Let's try. I'm, I'm definitely going to probably fuck something up. Um, when, was, when did we record last? When... It was two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. So two weeks ago we recorded and we haven't released any of those episodes yet. No. Um but we're there's back. just been so much that's happened like in the God. world so yeah, it was um last week oh yeah sure. yeah so, so <laughs> there we go we're already <laughs> fucking up um last week it went by the way when you're doing that it looked like you were beating it so <laughs> this is why we need to live stream yeah um but yeah was it last week that kate spade or the yeah. week before kate spade and anthony, anthony Bourdain, Bourdain yeah killed themselves um horrible it's yeah horrible, but that's kind of the thing about depression is that people always think that suicide is your, you know, like the weak man's way out. But what suicide is, is it's the last act of despair for someone that has no hope. Because yeah. depression dims the light so much that you can't see the light at the end of yeah. the tunnel. And you can't live without hope. No, you can't. And I also, I have an, another perspective on that as well, because people say that it is, you know, like, it's the, it's the weak way Selfish. out or whatever and whether it is or it isn't the weak way out like what's wrong with being weak also yeah. is yeah. like i feel like we need to remove the stigma of being weak yes it's okay to be weak yeah and and i'm not saying that it is the weak way out no That's, no I'm, let's, but if it is but which even is not, but. even if it is something that sometimes it may be something that happens in a moment of weakness yeah but let's remove, try to remove the stigma of being weak. It's okay to be weak. You know, the other thing, too, is because um, ever since this happened, I've had a couple, well, I've had a friend come to me that was feeling very depressed and sad. And I'm mm -hmm. so glad because how many times do we say just reach out for yeah. help? Come to someone. You tell someone. You can't be strong all the time. You can't. But what they kept saying was... I'm not being dramatic, I, but I really feel this way and I'm feeling it strongly. I promise I'm not being dramatic. And I'm, I kept wanting to be like, that is the stigma mm -hmm. that you're being dramatic. If you say, if you want to commit suicide or if you're feeling suicidal, you're being dramatic. And yeah, that's not sure. There are probably some people that do it for attention, like the 
saying they're going to commit suicide, but that's the stigma talking, making it dramatic that, and people that say, um, I let the, I let it get me down. I let it get the best of me. No, you didn't. That's just how depression is. Yeah. You can't, sometimes you can't, the most infuriating thing is when people are like, you're depressed. Just go for a walk. Find a hobby. Yeah. Get outside more. <laughs> just yeah. Get out of bed. Cause you can't. Yeah. It's not how it works. So Yep, we lost Kate Spade, who was an amazing visionary female entrepreneur, mother and wife, and Anthony Bourdain, who was a father and a, just a, such an important figure in uh, just amazing. bridging the gap between cultures. Yeah, just really an Walking amazing Walking in person. other people's shoes. Yes. Who literally did that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just, exactly. He was just such a person that um, he bridged the gap between cultures and but his... His curiosity yeah. about learning about other people yeah. was just so infectious. Like he made you, he made it seem not so scary to yeah. get out there and learn and to like want to know more and to, here's this, you know, he's a big guy, you yeah. know, this big tall guy who was such a, who knew so much in his field, but he always wanted to know more and he never tried to make it out like he knew it all. Yeah. And I think sometimes people want he to He let go other and, people teach. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He let yeah. other people talk and he let other people say like, teach me. Yeah. I want to know more. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to go out into this world and to- Be open. To be open and let other people teach you and be open to new experiences and to learn. That and was- To be curious. Absolutely. That was one of the, um, one of the most beautiful tributes- when he passed, you know, and he was one of those people that I was, I knew he was important and I knew that he had a lot of fans, but it was one of those things where it was, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this person was such a fan of Anthony Bourdain. People, all kinds of people were like, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 yeah. not Anthony Bourdain, you know, <laughs> yeah. why? But at one of the most beautiful tributes I saw were a lot of people saying, you know, to honor Anthony Bourdain, I'm going to go try something new. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, you know, in the bad part of town, I'm going to go to this <laughs> restaurant. Or even if yeah. it's, you know, across the country, I'm going to plan a trip and I'm going to go somewhere I've never been. I'm just going to try to be open and experience things and mm-hmm. really fully appreciate them. So with that, um, just a reminder that if you are feeling alone, um, that you can always reach out. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline phone number is 1-800-273-8255. And you can also chat online 24-7. Yes. So always reach out. And you can always send us a message. Hopefully we see it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really bad if we didn't. <laughs> but we'll check it. Yeah. Reach out um, to a friend. Yeah. Reach out to someone. There's always someone. You may feel alone, but you're not. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I've been depressed. Yeah. I've been I've had suicidal thoughts when I had postpartum depression and a lot of people would look at me and be like, what? You're so bubbly. But no, I've definitely been deep and alone <laughs> before. And it really takes saying I need help. Right. To get out of it. Yeah. So other than that, um, let's see what's going on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Rachel, who was on was episode 18. I think so. Guess, 18. Uh, laughing at, absur- at absurdity. One of her really close friends was we think murdered oh um, wow yeah i haven't even told you yet two days ago she was a social worker with her they oh were in gosh. undergrad together grad school and um they shotgun or not shotgun, no gunshot wound to the head and oh my goodness yeah n- none of the news articles have said suicide but they're kind of leaning towards it was probably her boyfriend that did it so oh. yeah 
so that happened so you know lots of positive vibes to rachel yes that's but awful it kind of leads me to the next point of what this episode's about mm-hmm. the whole death anxiety yes <laughs> because we started this podcast and then we both experienced loss pretty quick soon after <laughs> yeah and then i had another one yeah really soon after and then i of course this just happened with rachel and she was just on an episode and i was like oh my god yeah like are we <laughs> The way my mind works and the way my anxiety works, it doesn't make any sense. But I think to myself... So that's anxiety. Makes no fucking sense. But, of course, I thought to myself, this is just, a f- like, more affirmation that I'm attracting it to myself. And I know you'd recently spoken w- with a death doula, kind of, about mm-hmm. about that, how she started going into yeah practicing it, and then her son got sick. Yeah. And she thought had the same... Mm-hmm. You know, whereas I thought starting this, the closer I, what is the therapy where you get like, you face your fear, you get really yeah. close to it. I kind of thought it would be like that for me. The more I was around it, the more I talked about it, maybe the less afraid I'd be. And I felt like you were kind of starting. <laughs> I mean, but it just, everything started happening yeah. so quickly yeah. into this. Yeah. But with no time to process. Right. It. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like you were kind of like maybe starting to approach the corner. Yeah. But yeah. then just bam 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 ebbs and flows you yeah know? um to today i feel okay don't mm-hmm. know how i feel tomorrow um and in the the political climate we live in right now it's yeah. um kind of hard to not have anxiety about things like this especially with you know like we were talking about earlier the immigration yeah stuff um and the separation of families i, ha- I have layla who's three and i just think like these parents probably never thought this could happen and then this is happening and then you know your mind sometimes goes to these deep dark places that's why i haven't started handmade still season two yet i just can't quite handle it (laughs) oh yeah a little too real (laughs) take it take it you know in small doses but yeah no i think that um i think there is something to be said for talking about death and removing the stigma because Mm -hmm. it really does come from our culture and the fear of it you know lizette was talking about how in Mexican and Filipino cultures, they, you know, they really celebrate death. Um, it's not necessarily, it's a sad thing sometimes, but it's yeah. not necessarily a big, scary, unknown thing. Um, but yeah, the other night I was just, I got up and I went around my house and I, as you know, I'd taken some of those uh, fans from my grandfather's mm-hmm. funeral. I'd stolen them because it gets so fucking hot in Georgia in the summer and I just like fanned myself with them and then I woke up it was like 2 a.m. I just got out of bed and I was like I have to throw them away because that's bringing death upon my house (laughs) totally irrational yeah makes no sense but that's where I was and I got to the point where I was like I think I need to take a break from the podcast yeah but that's not what I need to do yeah I think I need to keep talking about it keep thinking about it and kind of see where it takes me yeah it's never fun, but I don't know. Well, I um actually um looked up an article. Oh yeah, on death anxiety. Okay, by Robert W. Firestone. Okay, PhD, and um he got that PhD, <laughs> and it's the effects of death anxiety on the individual, and it says when. When their death anxiety is aroused, people tend to become increasingly defensive in ways that are harmful to themselves and often to others as well. Even though they may initially respond positively by embracing life more fully, over time, most people usually retreat to a more defended posture. As they deny death to protect themselves, they lose perspective, giving importance to 
insignificant issues in their lives while failing to value other relevant and meaningful influences. Many people tend to live life as though they will never die and can afford to squander their most valuable experiences. And over time, it can become very demoralizing and the long-term effects can include, you know, things like depression and, mm-hmm. you know, long-term effects of anxiety and, you know, other forms of anxiety Health. and things yeah. like that. Okay, so these are some ways that an individual might come up with defenses against death anxiety, um, ways to cope. And the first one would be denial, mm-hmm. both literally and symbolically. And so literally, an example would be religious. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> literally, your literally you you i'll never die yeah like <laughs> like yeah like, like i live eternally in heaven so and i mean that's debatable whether that's a, a good or a bad thing because religious religion can be helpful to mm-hmm. people like i mean you know as far as you know me and my dad passing away like i wouldn't say i'm super religious but i mean if i if i say that i see a bird and i believe it's my dad sending me yeah. a message and that helps me like that's not hurting anybody and i don't i believe that i also keep a healthy dose of doubt about whether yeah. my dad is actually sending Realism. me a bird or not yeah you know so yeah. i mean but i could see that being like um when you die or when someone dies you don't necessarily it, like it's a crutch it's a sa- it's a defense mechanism it's a right. safe it's how yeah. you keep going because you're like it's okay i'll see him in the afterlife yeah exactly we'll be reunited one right. sweet day yeah but it can also like could be detrimental if you're not like allowing yourself to face it or allowing yeah. your loved ones to face it like yeah. oh you know don't talk about it because you know we're all going to be the same place together yep. so it doesn't matter yeah and then symbolically uh d- symbolic denial would be like children so you're um so like you're passing along, um, like you're you'll live on through your children. So that's oh. like you're passing, you know. So. Wow. Um, vanity. <laughs> so vanity is an exaggerated positive view of the self that an individual uses to compensate for feelings of inadequacy and inferiority. Whatever. This guy sucks. <laughs> I don't know what that's like at all. It can act as a survival mechanism during times of stress and give someone a sense of specialness. Yeah. Which, you know, I... For sure. So, I mean, and he didn't say this, but I thought about, you know, like, Fountain of Youth and you think about, yeah. you know, like, women yeah. trying to... Not embracing their... I yeah. Mean, I, I mean, 100%. Like, when I get a job, like, I'm I'm not above Botox. Yep. Did you see my status update when I did the thing? I was like, well, my privileged ass just gave up my Botox and fillers and daily coffee so I could donate. I mean... and like it doesn't say whether these are like good or bad defense mechanisms. They it's just, just saying are. like these these are just ways people you know. Well, I wonder does he? I mean, keep going. Then I have a question. <laughs> okay, um, accumulation of power and wealth. So that's sort of a way to distract against like if mm-hmm. the more powerful I am, the more wealthy I am, I can use them to distract against the fact that I'm going to die one I'll day. I'll be so rich that I can freeze myself <laughs> and come back. <laughs> Self-nurturing, so obviously this would be negative, but addictive behavior, substance abuse, so that gives people a feeling of omnipotence and control mm-hmm. over their lives. Um, Is it omnipotence? Omnipotence. 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 Yeah. What did I say? Omnipotence. 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 Look, we're so smart. <laughs> I was like, omnipotence. omnipotence. Oh, fuck it. Who knows? No one knows that word. It's omnipotence. Yeah. 
preoccupation with pseudo problems so occupy their minds with melodramas and react dramatically to everyday events with fear anger and panic because like yeah. if you if you focus on those things if you like make little things a bigger deal than they really are then you don't have to focus on those yeah. things that are a really big deal absolutely um this one i found really interesting <laughs> Because I never thought about it before, but um, in relation to my death anxiety, or just as a whole? No, th- this is uh, all. These are all just in yeah, yeah, relation to as a whole. Yeah, progressive self denial and micro suicides, a particularly insidious defense against death anxiety, is one that I have termed micro suicide. The commission of small suicides on a daily basis to achieve mastery over death. The universal tendency in quote-unquote normal individuals to be more or less self-destructive is not due to a death instinct, rather. It represents a formidable defense against the fear of death. By withdrawing feeling and positive energy from personal pursuits and goal-directed activity, individuals reduce their vulnerability to the anticipated loss of self through death. Ironically, by deadening themselves in advance, people barely notice the transition from living to dying. Wow. <laughs> so would that be like, a, um, like going, I don't know, like maybe going to the doctor and finding out you're pre-diabetic and not changing your lifestyle and like just drinking more and partying, like like eating I think it would be as simple as like smoking. Yeah. Well, that's kind of where my mind went. Yeah. At yeah. First. Or, or just like... Or just like making excuses or like, you know, not. Well, yeah, because it's easy to yeah not face the real issues. Yeah, I mean, you know, like just not doing the things to make yourself like. Yeah. Make yourself sense. live your best life. Yeah. That's interesting. Micro suicides. But yeah, I just thought that concept was interesting. Well, yeah, because it comes from a place of. um self-disdain yeah yeah like if if i if i just slowly kill myself i'm transitioning easier into death Hmm. and you know this is all just like theoretical yeah ideas but i I just thought phd don't mean shit (laughs) (laughs) and then the other one was addictive couple bonds um but even he well even he said that this was sort of like a gray area that um like there's so much relationships like this could be not necessarily related to death anxiety right like so many different kinds of anxiety depression so many you know so much overflow here (laughs) overlapping with different um parts of life but um one thing one of the things that invariably impresses me as a clinician is the extent to which people appear to want debilitating conventional forms of safety security and togetherness yet reject genuine closeness with their loved ones Hmm. if individuals tend to relive early childhood trauma in their present relationships and at the same time maintain a fantasy that they can somehow escape death by merging with another person oh wow so you know he just is saying he sees a parallel there yeah but does he talk about um maybe the manifestation of the anxiety or is that i mean in a more immediate circumstance because i think about myself and like the fans i give value to like symbols for instance um we've gotten a lot of really cool fan gifts 
and some of the gifts we've gotten ha- are like death symbols and I'm like I can't be- this can't be in my house you know like I yeah. have like a moment of panic and I know that that's completely ridiculous like mm-hmm. a sticker of a hearse is not going to make me die <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? but that's where my mind my anxiety manifests in a way that like doesn't really make any sense and I, I I'm glad we're talking about it because I think we haven't covered this enough in the podcast and I think right. talking about it and letting people know like I'm actually not there right yet um and I hope I, I hope everyone is does I hope no one has death anxiety but I know that's not true yeah I know there's a lot of people out there that have death anxiety. oh yeah and I hope that they know that if in past episodes I've sounded a lot more comfortable comfortable with it that um and they're not there yet then that's okay because I'm not actually as comfortable with it as I may have come across yeah and it hasn't been till recently that I've kind of had it like come crashing down where I realize oh my god I'm not okay with this yeah I'm not there yet and I think it kind of took me I mean it kind of just hit me yeah. I didn't know why. It's kind of like these defense mechanisms he's talking about. I was like, I think maybe we should take a break for a little while from the podcast. And you're like, wait, what? And, yeah. I, and I didn't even realize it. And we had had a conversation a couple of days later when I, after I did realize it. And you were like, next time, just tell me, just say it. Yeah. That this is your problem. And I was like, but I didn't know it was my problem until 2 a.m. And I got out of bed and was panicking and my heart felt like it was going to explode and I was running around grabbing all these things and putting them in the garage because it, you know, for some reason I thought that was going to cause me to die or I thought I had caused my loved ones to die by talking about funerals and all this stuff but that it took that happening for me to realize oh that's what that's about yeah I'm not processing yeah or gr- I'm not I haven't sat with my grief yeah you know from, I think that's probably part of it too yeah. is you just haven't really had a chance to grieve yeah because I like to do things like I have a hard time I lose someone I love there's some really shitty things going on so what do I do I book a vacation yeah <laughs> I yeah. make little things that I can look forward to that can take my mind off of it mm-hmm. when really I should probably have a couple of days where I just sit and I go well this happened and this fucking sucks yeah you know and just really be sad about it and then i understand that it's not yeah th- this shit happens it w- would happen whether or not i was doing a podcast about funerals or not like it's yeah. gonna happen right so yeah but i would really love to have a death doula on yeah to talk I agree. to that would be just the coolest thing oh, I, think, I, I think i you know i had a birth a childbirth doula and they were a labor doula and they were fucking amazing they have suicide doulas oh wow did you know that and no they have a no, sorry. Take that back. I didn't mean we were talking about suicide. Abortion doulas. Hmm. So when you and like if you have an abortion or a miscarriage, they have doulas that help you through that. They have doulas that will go with you to your abortion, just kind of help you process all this stuff. And yeah. I think that that's kind of what you know when you have a baby, your doula is there to get you through a very hard part. You're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. The rock being pregnant forever and the hard place being having the baby. <laughs> so yeah. they get you through that moment. And I think. Um, and it is a traumatic experience for a woman just like an abortion is but in a totally different realm yeah so it's a a loss it's the grief um and i think it's cool to have i'd love to have a death doula on yeah kind of talk to me about their own personal experiences with death and how they yeah have been able to get so close to it and well it's funny in the article he actually says um 
which I thought this was interesting because there is no ultimate solution as methods for coping with death anxiety mm. because there is no no ultimate solution to the conundrum of death when existential existential fears surface people would ideally take time to face the reality of their mortality identify and express the accompanying emotions of fear sadness and anger and find a way to communicate their attitudes and thoughts with others so in other words it's saying talk about it yeah and um that's yeah and my associates allowing a free flow my associates and i suggest that talking about death anxiety with a friend or colleague while allowing a free flow of feelings can be especially helpful nevertheless this may be difficult or largely unavailable because so many people are are intolerant of the subject um it is possible to address the issue in psychology or philosophy courses so Mm. and and then also back with the relationship thing it also goes on to say that like being in a healthy relationship can also really help people who have death anxiety because i also just feel like being in a healthy healthy relationships whether they're romantic relationships healthy friendships Friendships. any kind Mm. of relationships mother daughter parent healthy relationships in general are going to help you get through yes. life so toxic relationships yeah, are bad are bad relationships are good and so back yeah. to what you were you know saying i think not only is imp- is it important to talk about it but it's also important to find people who will listen yeah and let you talk about it and like i can think of <laughs> several examples when i felt like i wasn't able to express the dark thoughts that i had and you know you have people tell you oh you can't feel that way yeah you can't feel that way and i've i i've i've said before that i don't have a lot of death anxiety but one form of death anxiety that i do have and one thing that i've held off i've you know i'm 33 years old i don't have children and one thing i've said before one reason i haven't had children is i have this fear of losing a child yeah and i have anxiety about the thought of losing a child or what about your child losing you because you went through that yeah exactly yeah or losing my husband or if i lose a child and it tears me and my husband apart after i lose a child and so then i lose my child and my husband or i lose my husband and then i have to raise a child by myself so there's all kinds of like loss surrounding that idea and so i'm like i know this yeah this is maybe one of the first times in my life where i've ever felt settled Mm -hmm. and content and joy just where i am without having to have any of that circling around in my head so why why do i have to like push myself to a new level when i'm for the first time in a really long time i'm just i'm fine yeah you know and so but i've whenever i've tried to like voice that to people before they're like well you can't think that way yeah look <laughs> isn't it nice to just think that you can't think that way and you can just stop your brain and I'm like you just, oh oh well thanks for telling me you know i what? didn't realize you should just get outside more and find a hobby <laughs> yeah. that's what you should do oh thank you for that thought oh i didn't think about that i just won't think like that Jeez, that is such a novel concept and you know like maybe i have a kid and those thoughts just all go away i don't know well let me 
personally. Every person is different. Personally, yes, every yeah. person is different. Personally, my death anxiety got way worse once I had Layla. Sure. I mean, way worse. And I just, we've talked about it before that if I died today, she wouldn't have a lot of memories of me. And to me, that is the most devastating thing because she's all I've thought about for, you know, since I got pregnant. Yeah. And I've made a point to, and we have such a special bond. Like, what does that do to a kid? Yeah. To lose a mother. I mean, this is, again, triggers in society, the whole immigration separation of families. That's, yeah. It's triggering to me because I can put myself in their shoes and imagine mm-hmm. and be empathetic. Right. And I know that if I were separated from my daughter for 60 days without being prepared for it, without knowing this was going to happen and not knowing if she was taken care of and her not knowing that I was being taken care of, not being able to communicate with her. Yeah. It'd be devastating. And that is her what, just not knowing what the fuck is going on at all. I mean, these kids are so young. So for me, I'm like, I can't, I can't even begin to imagine what they're going through, but I can definitely, you know, empathize. And it's very upsetting to think about. And so that kind of stuff doesn't help my death anxiety. Cause I've, this is shit that shouldn't be happening hard to believe it is happening in america and hmm. it, and it's it is it's very fucking real it's what's sad to me is it's not even that hard to me to believe that it's going on in america i know i mean mccarthyism was a thing we've been doing this shit for years yeah but this to me puts mccarthyism to shame because these are children yeah these are young and i know that we did it in you know Mark mccarthy with the japanese you know internment camps i know we did it to children too but this is just to me, maybe it's because I'm not learning about it in a history book and it's happening right here, right now, that it just feels like just such an, it's an atrocity. It's an yeah. American atrocity. And like, I thought we were better than that. I'd hoped we were better than that. You like to think we learn. No, God, no. <laughs> no, definitely not. So, but yeah, that's like the other night I laid in bed and I just was reading all these articles and it's all I could think about. And so then I started thinking about losing her and then what if she lost me? And so it just, while there is a, probably a good level of, there's like a, probably a healthy balance between being informed and throwing yourself into it and just being completely surrounded and like, mm-hmm. you know, overcome with it. I just, I, my when my anxiety starts to go, I, I just, I have to take it all in. And ugh. this just kind of occurred to me, like along with the whole, because I'm not trying to, belittle any of these issues or your issues whatsoever and but it was talking about the i hope you'll understand what i'm trying to say with this i'm gonna (laughs) gonna knock you out (laughs) the melodramas it was talking about i'm not trying to say that this is an insignificant thing whatsoever but do you think maybe that's maybe because i don't feel like you necessarily harp on insignificant things but maybe you harp on I think big things that are outside of your control. control. I think that I'm an empath. Yes, um, you are definitely an empath. Such a high level. Yes. I get physical. I mean, I remember when one of the examples I always go to to explain how I'm an empath and how, yes, it can be nice, but it can also be so detrimental to my health. Right. When I was in ninth grade and 9-11 happened Mm -hmm. and all I could do was sit there and watch the news and I ended up in the hospital because I got so sick. Yeah. And it was all anxiety and stress-related illnesses. I was having a shit ton of gastrointestinal problems. They thought I had a twisted intestine. They thought I had some blockage. And it was literally just my stress because I sat there and I watched the interviews. I watched bodies fall from buildings. I watched it so closely. Yeah. So, you know, that very well could have been 
one of the most significant parts of well, for so many of people it was but yeah for me personally one of the most significant parts of me developing my death anxiety right because these people were just going to work these people mm-hmm. had families there were so many people that had no choice they had no choice but to jump from a building that's yeah. the only control they had that or burn to death so i mean and then it hit so close to home for it, us because we had and a we had teacher never, exactly we had a teacher miss douglas our art teacher had a son that died mm-hmm. um and i remember finding out that freddie had been in the bill and hearing her scream and just you know all these things that were just so impactful at such a young age and that, that is i can be such an empath that i make myself sick i right. feel people's pain so much that i make myself sick and it's like I like almost to an unhealthy yeah. level. And, yeah. And, and like right now, I it's hard for me not to talk about what's going on at yeah. the border. And uh, but I feel but then I get angry because I feel like how can people not talk about it? Yeah. Like people need to be talking about it. But then also like it can get to a point where, OK, Casey, we know like we donated. <laughs> I mean, what else can we do? We feel so helpless. Like stop talking about it. But I just, I, I go back and forth and I know that I probably drive people crazy. But when I get, when I feel affected like that and, and it triggers so many other emotions. Yeah. I just, I, I like hyper focus on it. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's kind of what he's saying. I don't, I don't think that's exactly what he's saying, but I'm wondering if maybe that's sort of like a, a like your own coping mechanism sort yeah. of in a way like you maybe cope with your anxiety. Yeah, like which is so not healthy, but right. Yeah, you maybe project your own narrative in a way. Oh, and I think that I get mad at people that don't care as much as me. Yeah, because I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah, how do you not? Like, how how do you sleep? Yeah, how are you okay not talking about this and telling people and raising awareness and being upset and you know admitting that you know, if you voted this one way that maybe you were wrong. Yeah. That this doesn't match the religion you say you, you know, follow. Like I get really angry at people and I think that that's, it's not healthy for me. Yeah. Like I should just drop it. (laughs) They're not going to realize that they're wrong. Right. And they are, they're wrong. Yes. Like they are on the wrong side of history. Yeah. And And it is, it's like, yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah. But I'm killing myself. You're not doing, you're not helping anyone or yourself by operating at a level that's so unhealthy. You're not helping your daughter. You're not helping you. You're not helping anyone. And and two, when I get so affected Mm -hmm. by these situations and and it's triggering my death anxiety and this that and the other and my separation anxiety and fear and yeah all this stuff um it's it's hard to have progress because i'm not an effective communicator because i get so impassioned that i can't have a healthy dialogue and some people you're not going to have any productive dialogue with because they are just crazy and they're either dumb (laughs) ignorant and dumb um willingly don't want to admit that they're wrong or just complete hypocrites so some people you're just never going to change yeah you have to push those people aside but then there's some people that are uneducated and necessarily and maybe want to be educated about this and it's but because i get so frustrated 
like how do you not know this it's not that fucking hard to find these you know to check your sources it's not that fucking hard and so then i i kind of get i attack yeah and then there's no progress that can be made at that point yeah like i should just be in a room of a bunch of people that are just like me (laughs) because that's the like a little think tank where we all talk about the same shit and have the same ideas and yeah yeah never make any real change yeah (laughs) so it's important for me to think about these things yeah but yeah so okay change the subject (laughs) i know we got off and we're trying not to edit so we'll see (laughs) but i was mainly you know saying like how that maybe relates to your anxiety yeah because you i'd be interested in knowing our listeners that have death anxiety after listening to this episode maybe researching some on their own and looking inward what maybe their coping mechanisms are right what they've you know noticed after looking at it more closely how do they cope Mm -hmm. how do they what are their defense mechanisms yeah and what you know could they do to change it and if anyone's listening and they want to let us know we'd i'd love to hear more from people that have death anxiety because that's sure I know there's, I mean, we've even had in our reviews, <laughs> people talk about their death anxiety. Yeah. But one thing that he said was to talk about it. And we haven't talked about our funeral plans. Yeah. Like we've talked about like our songs and whatever, but, and we've, we've kind of touched on it, but we've never said like, if I died today, this is where I'd want it. This is what I'd want. You yeah. Know, anything like that. So I thought that'd be kind of cool if we oh, yeah. talked about that a little bit. Okay. Um, and I you want me to go? Yeah, because I'm just going to wing it because I don't really know. Okay. <laughs> just kind of kind of like bounce well, ideas around. Um, touching on the anxiety thing real quick, I did want to say that, you know, as I've said before, I've, I haven't had a lot of anxiety. But one thing that did um, cause me a lot of anxiety for a long time, I would say the thing that fucked me up the most after my dad passed away was the not saying goodbye like feeling like i didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him because i was mad at him oh yeah the last night he tucked me in and so for a long time i had to like we've talked about that a little bit yeah yeah and so like that's probably the the wound i carry the deepest and that's why you said um i believe we were talking about guilt Mm -hmm. and you said i don't have a lot of guilt about things no and that's you probably carried guilt from that I did. For a while. So it's kind of like shit just pales in comparison to the guilt you carried from the, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not going to feel guilty no. about this because fuck, what's the point? It's not, not progress. No. Not, yeah. I so mean, that I, was your big. That was my big moment was the, the last time he tucked me in. Because you were mad at him. I was mad at him. Because he didn't pick you up from school. Didn't pick me yeah. up. Because he had told me he wasn't going to be able to pick me up from school. And so I rolled over and wouldn't let him tuck me in and so like yeah and that was the last time he tucked me in. he you know he and his lung a, collapsed, the, collapsed the next day and then he yeah went to the hospital and he was, and didn't come home yeah yeah and so that was and so now it's like say goodbye to me hug goodbye to me don't leave angry like i always i it's need important. that goodbye from it's people important. and and so that's how what you've taken from that how you've manifest your anxiety yeah is that um and sometimes still like i know it's been a while you don't fly much because your husband has anxiety about flying um but i fly fly a good deal i found well yeah i guess you do by myself i've i've read about this but like i think it's about half of all people cry on planes 
I'm one of those people. Really? I cry almost every time I'm on a plane. And it's they're not sure if it's an emotional thing or it might be a physiological a physiological thing because of the altitude, which could go either way for me. Yeah. Because I do get altitude sickness. Yeah. But like I tear up almost every time I fly and But is it, do you feel emotional? I don't really feel emotional, but sometimes I will like have this like like something will pop into my mind like did I say goodbye to my mom or something and like that might sort of trigger it sometimes but I do like I have I have this very like intense just, need to say just pay the $20 for the Wi-Fi <laughs> <laughs> just hop on iMessage but, bye mom <laughs> bye mom she's like what's happening you're like no 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 and that's the thing know. is I'm like not even scared yeah. to fly but it's just that like feeling of like did I say goodbye to my mom and um but anyway so that's my like my like death anxiety contribution but anyway yeah no i don't i'm i know we talked about in the episode of how do you think you're gonna die and i was like or i'll die on a plane corset death death by corset (laughs) or i'll die on a plane because i'm always like get over it seven you're gonna be fucking fine get on the fucking plane and it's gonna be that you know like alanis morissette like really (laughs) really this is i'm the plane's going down and i've spent my whole life saying which it, it's funny because I guess it's funny, but remember the Southwest Airlines? You know, it is funny that I have this immense death anxiety, and then things that are so common, the common anxieties like <laughs> air, flying on a plane. I'm just like, that's stupid. Oh, actually, I was thinking about this the other day because when we were like driving, like you know, you were driving here and I was driving up to Athens, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, here's your husband who has this intense like you know flying anxiety yet y'all are driving at night with his wife and his Mm -hmm. child in the car and there were deer everywhere fucking everywhere yeah gary's like there's a deer there's a deer there's a deer deers weren't fucking everywhere but there were fucking deer everywhere deer everywhere (laughs) i mean a deer yeah is legit if you hit a deer on like those curvy roads in athens or here i mean there were tons of them that is so much but more dangerous this is the same man that than drove flying a, that commuted to work an hour or two and from almost every day for like seven years and and did not like and he and i'd say to him you know it's way more dangerous to get in a car and it's way more likely that you'll die in a car accident knock on wood boop, boop, boop. <laughs> um, way more likely that you'll die in a car accident than it is um you're gonna die in a plane accident you know plane crash and he would say i know i i know it i is, mean but like i know anxiety isn't rational it doesn't make sense i get i i get that like probably five times a year that 4 a.m irrational oh, anxiety where you wake up and you're like this makes no sense why am i having this irrational anxiety but i'm having yeah. so i like I, where i don't really have actual anxiety i can relate on enough to understand that sometimes you do anxi- get anxiety about things that you yeah. that i mean that, that, that are that stupid it, and or, the, you even in the moment you go i know that when i wake up in the morning oh my god i'm okay. gonna go this is crazy so the other night i had one of those moments the battery in our smoke detector has been fucked we have two in our house so we have one by layla's room and it's been fucked and it wasn't just like change a battery it was like the, the wiring is fucked and it's been fucked for like how many times can i say fuck oh my god <laughs> it's been messed up for probably a year but for some reason i woke up in the middle of the night and was like oh my god <laughs> if a fire or there's carbon monoxide leak in that end of the house 
Layla's gone well before we have time. So I immediately got online, ordered like four carbon monoxide detectors, smoke alarms, and the expert installation, and completely forgot I'd ordered it until the guy showed up. Someone's just like, what What the fuck? But it was one of those 4 a.m., oh my God, I'm having yeah. crazy anxiety. Uh, I was going to say the Southwest Airlines, you know how they just had the incident with the lady that was sucked mm-hmm. out of the, the window? <laughs> It's me who has terrible death anxiety and with a husband who literally Googles which um, airline has had the most fatalities. And he's like, well, we'll never fly Continental or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Sorry if I'm wrong about that. Oh, um, he's like, we'll never fly these because of this, this and this. The day after that happened, I booked a flight with Southwest to New Orleans. <laughs> and he's like, what? You're flying Southwest? I'm like, oh, shut up. Get over it. <laughs> But it would make sense that I would be. But, they, but the luggage flies free. So <laughs> sorry. But why not? I don't care. <laughs> like, I might get sucked out of the window. But oh, sorry. Oh, but sorry. that was a tragic death, by the yeah, way. And, I, and I'm, if anyone knows her, I'm sorry for your loss. That yeah, was terrible. That sucks. Really fucked up. And I hope I'm okay. <laughs> now yeah. I'm going to have anxiety about flying now. Yes. Because I'm talking about it. Cool. Anyway, so back to your so funeral. My uh, death plan, I guess. Um,. I know I joked before about wanting. I really do want a monument that says "Have a Have a Bitch in Summer." I'm, I love that. I'm not joking. That's really what I want because I. I mean, I want a monument in my family cemetery, and for posterity's sake, I probably won't have any remains buried there. But I mean, we have 20 plots, and yeah, just a small marker that's where my parents will be buried, where my brother will be buried. That's you know a that's for you know posterity yeah i actually want my cremains um there's a company called eternal reefs 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 r-e-e-f-s yeah yeah, yeah. um as you know global warming yeah and all that stuff wait do they keep going so um all of our reefs are dying so all of our coral reefs are dying and with the reefs so are all the ecosystems sure. attached to our shorelines are dying with them and with that so are all the other ecosystems attached <laughs> to you know it's well global warming's not real yeah so <laughs> it's all part of a much bigger problem yes, yes. well with eternal reefs you uh, it's this company that's created these pods that um and we'll attach and i'll go ahead and show you a picture of them so they take your cremains you're cremated and they take your cremains and mix them with cement and then they turn them into these big pods shit. um that have these holes in them and then they can put you in different locations um and i so was is, like, is it like um a man-made reef that they're yeah yeah yeah. so and they're making these huge man-made reefs off the coast of there's one i want to be in the one that's off the coast of the florida keys because that's where gary and i honeymoon that's where we've been on a couple of vacations and so just go there instead of costa rica (laughs) there you go back (laughs) so that and then they even like and they do this whole ceremony where like your loved ones go out on the boat and they set the reef and so you know all the all the little fishies can come and swim and you become part of the, you know, so it's helping to build the reef ecosystems back That's up that are diminishing. How much does diminishing. it cost, do you know? Um, I don't remember. It's not that much more than, um, here, I've got the pricing right here. Um, let me see. 
and you can do and like you can like save like if i if i died first like i could save my remains and then when gary passed away like our children could have ours done together that's awesome so you can have you know two in one pod because they're they're big so or you can have them done in different sizes but the um so the smallest one is a three by four and it's four thousand nine hundred ninety five Oh, that's not bad at all. So, and then the largest one is, let me see, 6,495. So, nice. Yeah. And not so, bad. yeah, they go out on a boat and set you, set you down and then they even have like a, they like map out your coordinates and then occasionally they have scuba divers go down and like take little videos and like post videos so you can see that's all awesome. videos of where your little pot is but so that's legit what i want done with my cremains. and then you want a monument that your people can go see <laughs> yeah so that people just because somewhere down the line like if you know genealogy wise there needs yeah. to be just a marker of yeah it's interesting yeah so so that's it. What that's about it. like your actual like service? Your My actual service, like your memorial <laughs> service or whatever. Um, Where would you have it? Actually, after um, my friend's father had it at the casino on Saint Simon's, they had his <laughs> memorial service. It's it's not an actual casino. It's like a big pavilion, and I thought this is straight up where I would want mine That's done. Awesome. It's just you know it's overlooking the ocean. It's sort of an indoor outdoor facility. I've been to a couple of weddings there, but I thought this is really nice. So something like that. That's like indoor outdoor overlooking the water yeah have some music playing that's awesome um really just i would want the people left behind i guess to whatever songs make them think of me (laughs) yeah so i'd play which um, (laughs) yeah for you i'd play Give me the beat, boy, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Do you know why? Dawson's Creek? Yes. And <laughs> we, in the red fucking Jeep, we used to ride around and listen to that. And you were, I don't know if you remember this, but you're the one that looked at me and you go, Casey, you know he says, give me the beat, boys. Because I was singing, give me the beach, boys, and free my soul. Because I was like, beach boys make me feel things, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I love the Beach Boys. And you're like, no, that's not what he's saying. That's cute. That's cute. Bless your heart. And I remember so. sitting at a, it was after some uh, some fucking play or something you and I had gone to. I don't know if you remember this. On Jekyll Island. And we were, it was like one time that we had gone. I don't know what the fuck. Maybe it was a church trip or something. I don't even remember. But we were on Jekyll Island, you and me. It was your senior year. It was right before you were graduating. <laughs> And we were sitting on Jekyll Island, like on this, I wish I could remember where it was, but it was like an outdoor. The amphitheater on Jekyll? Uh, Maybe, but I feel like it was St. Simon's now. I don't fucking know. Was it it Revolution? I don't know. I I have a really bad memory, but I remember these little, I know you were there and they played that song and I remember being like, I'm an idiot. (laughs) because <laughs> I wanted to sing Beach Boys but no like that was I remember and I, I for some reason that song always makes me think of you isn't it weird how, like how that happens yeah okay <laughs> there are a couple songs now where people have told me like that song makes me think of you one of them um Leanne 
told me that Blind Melon would be No Rain would be like my theme is my my theme song to her. That's awesome. And my two friends Autumn and Liza said they were in the bar together and the song My Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard came on and they just looked at each other and went, Laura! And, and started like, laughing. I'm like, I have no idea. No idea. I'm like, no, what? makes no sense. What did I do? Like, <laughs> How drunk was I? Exactly. <laughs> Which party was this? <laughs> what year? <laughs> Kellis, Kellis, Kellis. Oh, I'm sorry, Kellis, Kellis. Oh my God! And obviously, Kilo Ali. Oh Which do you remember singing that the other night yes. with the 21 year old? I do. Yeah, the 21 year old and the 39 year old that came over. Gosh. Yeah, and then I was just like, "Peace out! I'm going to bed." Literally, as soon as you finish. Yeah, yeah. And we were doing it with my phone. My Bluetooth speaker wasn't even working, so we were just like. <laughs> She did it in the dark, but in the light, she won't do it. Oh, my gosh. The most chauvinistic song in the world. It so really we definitely is. have to play that at your funeral. <laughs> okay, Casey. So what is your funeral plan? Um, You know, it's funny because this is the first time I've actually even thought about it. Like, yeah. I know we've talked about it before, but um, I think, obviously, depending on how I die, um, I do want to have a viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want someone that knows me. And knows how to do makeup, because luckily I do know a lot of people in that industry. I want them to do my makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, I want probably a red lip, because I feel like that was my thing for a long time. I want my hair to be really pretty. Um, I'll let Seth in or whoever's alive to decide if it's going to be curly or straight, because I go back and forth. Um, I want to have... You know, I thought, I was like, I want to be in, like, a beautiful sequin gown. But then I'm like, I'm not very comfortable to be buried in or, you know, like, <laughs> whatever. But I don't fucking care because I'm going to be cremated. Yeah. But that's where my mind went. I want to have, like, a beautiful, like, badass, like, red carpet sequin gown. Probably <laughs> gold sequins. Um, I want, like, the Badgley Mishka dress I wore to the wedding in New York City. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Maybe that exact one. Um, I want it to be expensive. I want part of my funeral money to go to the dress I'm wearing. <laughs> um, I want really big, badass heels on. Even though no one's going to see my feet, I want like some hooker stilettos on because I'm not going to be standing up. It may be the only time in my life that I can wear shoes like that. So I want my toes done. I want my nails done. I want like, you know, a rhinestone nail on my middle finger. I want um, stiletto shape. It's funny, I've thought so much about what I want to look like. Yeah. So, but I want people, um, I want everyone to put a memento in the casket Aww, with me. Yeah. yeah. And then I want all of those to be gathered, because I'm going to be cremated, but I want all those to be gathered and given to Layla. So, like, different mm. things that made them think yeah. of me, and, like, maybe they could even write something down about why it made them think of me, or whatever. Yeah. So, before this service, I want somebody to bring that, so I want to be, you know, Maybe in a casket, maybe not. Maybe I'll do like the philanthropist in New Orleans. We'll have a big party. Yeah. Um, and I'll just be chilling at my own party. Um, but I do want to be cremated. And But before that, the actual service, I want there to be some badass food. I want all oh, yeah. my drag queens to come in full hair and makeup. <laughs> all of them. I would love to have, um, 
you know, some of, oh my God, I'd love if Erica Jane came, if she's still living. I know she's not a drag <laughs> queen, but she's damn near close. Um, I would love to have just like a fucking party mm-hmm. somewhere near the water, depending on when I die. I hope it's not the middle of the summer. Oh God. But I hope it's like nice weather. We can have like a beach party or something somewhere on the water. I want it just to be like such a fucking blowout. People can cry because people are probably going to cry, but I want it to be mostly fun and happy, whatever. Um, like a real big blowout. I'd like to have live music. Um, if not, whatever, just get a TJ. God damn it, Rachel. <laughs> She's just texting. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I want that. And then I want to be cremated. And then I want some of my ashes to be sprinkled in Savannah. That's the other place. I'd also be okay with doing it, like, um, if the weather's nice enough, uh, in, like, just a park. Not Forsyth Park. Or, like, one of the squares. Um, I want ashes to be sprinkled in Savannah. Um, never thought I'd say I want to go back to Waycross. But maybe maybe a little bit at the music venue there. Um where we used to book shows, I want some in uh, St. Simon's. I want some at Shelman Bluff. Who knows where else life takes me. And then I'd also, before they do that, I want to do the celestial space flights, <laughs> which we've talked about. Yeah. I think I want to do, I want to orbit the moon. Yeah. Because I think it'd be really fucking cool. I don't know if if that's still going to be the case now that we have a space force. <laughs> since Donald Trump is starting a space force and I don't want to see like a fucking big space tank <laughs> flying through the air and just knock my ashes out of orbit. <laughs> Jesus. Somebody, what was it? Uh, the guy, what's his name said? Uh, he fell asleep to Imperial March one too many times. <laughs> it's like, I really actually feel like we're living in an episode of Spaceballs right now. Or not an episode, oh, the movie Spaceballs. Because it just does a space force, really guys? Is that where we're going? Okay. But if the Space Force doesn't happen, like, I really hope it doesn't because we don't need to. Because if we're going to do anything, maybe don't put the money in the military. Let's just give it to NASA. Yeah. Because we already have, like, a Space Force called NASA. Like, I kind of <laughs> feel like if if there is intelligent life out there, like, we're not going to be able to really do anything much against them anyway. And, like... <laughs> also, <laughs> NASA. Like if anyone's going to be able to figure it out, it's NASA. God. Jesus, fuck. Like, what am I'm sorry. So, if the Space Force doesn't happen, like, I'm really That's hoping it doesn't. Thing. No shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Hooey. Okay, um, but anyway. Anyway. Yeah. anyway if that anyway. doesn't happen, I'd like um, to do a celestial space flight. And so, your space, I'm C. Yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. And what's funny is that I love the sea, but I think, like, sprinkle a couple of my ashes there after we do yeah. the. The space flight, I just, I don't know. And honestly, if my fa- if we don't have money for it, don't fucking worry about a space flight. Yeah. I'm fine without it. But. You just think it's cool. I think it'd be fucking It so is really cool. cool. Like, I mean. I mean, for going down to space, it's pretty cheap. Yeah. 12 grand. Yeah. Still 12 grand that we could probably put, put, donate to reuniting immigrant families. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on when I die, because I'm sure it'll still be an issue then. Yeah. Many, many moons from now. Well, I guarantee that um, our depleting ocean resources will still be an issue when I die. Sure. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe you know part yeah. of the reef. So. Yeah, maybe I'll do that if, 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 if fucking we have goddamn death stars up in the sky. Millennium Falcon flying around. Maybe we'll just do that. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going on this path, 
I'll just be a motherfucking reef. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I want is to have a party. I want people to like really know that even though I have death death anxiety and I talk about it, that no matter what happens, you know, when you die, like I want them to remember that I loved people. Mm -hmm. I love people. I loved my daughter still love Mm -hmm. my daughter but like if i were dead and that yeah i was scared of dying but i hope i lived my best life yeah and i'm sorry to whoever i pissed off (laughs) because i know there's quite a few of you out there (laughs) and you know like you saying that about the weather it made me think like because i'm gonna i want to be cremated i'm kind of cool with the idea of like waiting until it is a good time of year like maybe even if it's a couple of months like after i die kind of like lizette was saying like they yeah like maybe and yeah so maybe that's what we do like Like, on the year anniversary yeah put this shit into practice we say like come back together and have a party yeah like wait until like it's a like a really cool time of year when you've had a chance to like sit with your grief and mourn a little bit come back have a party bring some really good food have some really good music yeah like wait until you've had time to process when you're kind of over that period of feeling like you gotta wear black wait until you've had time to go out and find a kick-ass outfit that's the when you didn't have time to just like you didn't have to just go to the mall and pick out a shitty black dress yeah you you know wait until you had time to like find like go and Find a kick-ass pair of shoes yeah. you really wanted. Because that's what it's really about. Like, your memorial service, like, yes, it's about you, but it's also about the people left that are behind, left behind. Yeah. It's about remembering you. And how for them. they remember you. Yeah, I think that that's the other thing is wear black if you want to, mm-hmm. if that's what you're comfortable in. Yeah. If wear fucking a full sequin gown. Wear, I want to have people, <laughs> I want to have, like, people in fucking yoga pants and a tank top. Yeah. And messy hair coming from yoga class. I want to have my drag queens dressed to the nines. I want to yeah. have people dressed like they're going to the fucking Oscars, the Grammys, the Tony, yeah. what the fuck ever. And then I want to have people, God damn it, quit texting me. And then I want to have people that are just themselves be comfortable yeah if you're more comfortable when you're fucking deck the fuck out do it i want a potato cooked any way you can think to cook yes, a potato. all the ways <laughs> all the ways fried boiled smothered in cheese mm-hmm. any kind of potato cooked butter yeah yeah because that is yeah. my ultimate comfort food yeah smother a potato in any kind of cheese I want to have it on the beach and I want to have people parasailing <laughs> with my ashes in their arm. Whee! Like they just take the urn and they're like, yeah. And the drunker they get, the more likely it is that they spill it into the ocean. And I'm just like, that's cool. And I've always, and I'm, I know I've said this in episodes before, but like one thing to me, a way to cope with death anxiety is to plan your funeral. Yeah. I think it really helps is even if it's not a serious way to you, but just you know plan it yeah think about it like take that first step of like putting a pen to paper and writing down a funeral plan it doesn't have to be the ultimate plan yeah but just it's therapeutic to sit there and think about it yeah it is and it might make you freak the fuck out the first time you do it but guess what you did it yeah and it didn't make you die didn't make anything happen yeah (laughs) just true just do it yeah no, I like it. I mean, and it, even if you know, if you think about a way like Marla, um, ha- her idea of, you know, 
being eaten by wolves. <laughs> oh, well, you know, like f- figuring out a way to give back. Yeah. Yeah, if you can think out of a, a, a way to give back, that might yeah. might be a way, if you're the kind of person that likes to give back. Yeah. It might help you. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would want, like, d- like the in lieu of flowers, like a big fucking donation yeah. in my name to a charity. And for I, me, like, my monument, like, have a bitch in summer. I love the idea of people, like... 300 years from now going into my family like, and seeing it being like, like what the fuck like somebody's there to like mourn and they're there for a funeral and they're and so it makes upset and they're just like what I do like Have that bitch in summer hell yeah hell I mean you yeah. know I just yeah. I love the idea of like having the last laugh yeah no, I like <laughs> that know? a lot yeah or making so. and like putting your good into the universe yeah I have to think more about that but I do I would want something like that out there yeah because that's a good idea I like that a lot. I'm not crying. Huh. Looky there. <laughs> and I'm still alive. Yay. I feel like we, we did a good thing. Uh, oh, my God. Well, somehow. to wrap it up, is there anything else you want to say? I mean, I know, I know you, you've had some anxiety lately, but have you been feeling a little bit better? Um, yeah. Like I said, ebbs and flows. It comes, it goes. It The thing that oddly enough that helps me with my anxiety is knowing that I can't control it mm-hmm. and I think by knowing that I can't control it I know that I'm not attracting this to myself yeah like I'm not and I'm not gonna allow I say I'm not I just did the thing that I said people do that it's not their <laughs> fault but I'm gonna try really hard to uh when I have those thoughts to stop them delay them and say look this isn't how it works and try to convince myself because for some reason the one thing that brings me comfort is knowing that it is gonna happen yeah that i can't control that like i'm going to die one day yeah i don't know how and the not knowing is scary but i don't want to know right <laughs> like it's i just hope i just hope it's when i'm really old but yeah if not then you know whatever mm-hmm. you i mean really i mean take solace and that is how most people go yeah <laughs> yeah or you know Statistics show that that's that's how it's going to happen. Well, and it's and the thing about death anxiety is that it, <coughs> excuse me, or anxiety in general is that it's always there. You're just learning to cope and manage it, right? Because there's going to be different triggers. You know, Layla's going to be starting school soon, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to be thinking about school shootings every single day. Like that's yeah. just going to be real. Um, so there's going to be times where things happen, and my anxiety's heightened, and it's just me sitting there and going. Like, talking myself down, basically, and just yeah. learning new coping mechanisms and talking about it more and talking to people that ha- have death anxiety. That's why I want to hear more from people that have it mm-hmm. and learn from them, kind of communicate with each other, and then also talking to people that don't have any. Yeah. And if they ever did and, you know, talk more about loss and kind of just change the way our culture deals with it. Yeah. And learn about other cultures. Instead of just shutting it in a closet and saying, this doesn't exist. Yeah. This doesn't happen. I'll see him in the afterlife. I'll see him He's in the He's walking afterlife. with Jesus. Yeah. Walking with Jesus. And I mean, like we've said before, if that's what brings you comfort, then great. But you can't force that on other people. No, you can't have a... Do, do not have an altar call at my funeral. <laughs> let it be known if I haven't said it before, and I know I have. So <laughs> let it be known. It shall be known. Uh, oh, Beatles. I definitely need the Beatles play. Oh, my God. Golden Slumbers. That's, Which, that's definitely one of my, my definitely songs. Definitely in my life, because that's such a classic. Oh, yeah. I mean, just all the Beatles songs. Yeah. It's, yeah. That and then after we had talked to Caroline, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yeah. 
such a good one that is um, so sweet yeah so many death jams I mean it's so gonna be a fucking many. concert yeah <laughs> so yeah anyway alright so with that yes we'll wrap this bitch up well I guess uh, face your fears because it all ends in a funeral bye guys bye Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino and music is by John Pope Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at Funeral underscore Stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service. Thanks, guys. Bye.